Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. An estimated 56 million Indians suffer from depression and another 38 million from anxiety disorders, according to the World Health Organization. The economic loss due to mental illnesses between 2012 and 2030 has been estimated at $1.03 trillion. Projections of the overall number of people suffering from some form of mental illness range from 7.5% to 20%, but a very small number of them actually seek help. Those who do are most likely to be urban residents and well-to-do with access to doctors and medicine and less likely to be stigmatized. However, those in India's villages aren't as lucky. Lack of mental health facilities and lower incomes combine often with social taboos to result in physical and mental abuse. All Indians matter. On the show, Snehal Joshi, director and COO of Heal Station, a startup that is transforming how mental health care is delivered at a low cost in low resource settings such as villages. Snehal runs one of the largest non-government community mental health programs in India with tribals in Bihar. She is an electronics engineer by education and her years at IT major Infosys built the foundation of the work she's doing now. Snehal quit her super comfortable techie life and gave up an opportunity to settle abroad to start Heal Station with a friend. Snehal was born in Sangli in Maharashtra and her journey from there first to Pune and then to the US and finally to the jungles of Bihar close to the Nepal border makes for an intriguing story. Welcome to the show, Snehal. Hi, Ashraf. Thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting me on the show. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. Snehal, how does a mental health disorder play out differently in villages compared to cities? What is the larger impact on the family of someone suffering from mental health ailments? Okay. So, uh, we all think that, you know, in villages, people are more happy. There would be less depression, less, less anxiety. And pe- people are more pure-hearted. They are, so they must be well-sorted. But, you know, the percentage of common mental disorders or severe mental disorders, like depression, anxiety, and schizophrenia, the percentage is same uh, irrespective of whether it is a city or village. So 10% people will have common mental disorders and 1% will have severe mental disorders. So the percentage pretty much uh, is the same uh, across. But the thing is, I believe the difference between villages and cities is the health-seeking behavior. So somebody who is going through depression uh, in cities won't seek help. In villages, people will seek help. It's just that they won't go to a doctor they will go to magical religious people, Babas, the Jharfuk way. Uh, you know, they will approach them. But they still acknowledge that there is a problem. So I think that behavior uh, see, of seeking help for the problems, uh, whether they are mental illnesses <clears throat> or something else. So the common mental illnesses that we see is similar. There is a lot of depression and anxiety which come across as uh, physical symptoms. So there are a lot of people who have migraines or who will have vague aches and pains or they will have something like fainting spells. But underlying causes depression and anxiety. So just as I said, the common mental disorders are more uh, there, but there are also severe mental disorders. And of course, because uh, mothers do not get proper nutrition during their pregnancy, there is a lot of uh, mental disorders in children also. 
like mental retardation autism etc mm-hmm. and uh, you already mentioned uh, uh, who families of patients typically turn to for help but uh, what are the kind of stigmas that rural patients face in uh, in the villages where they live so it's actually funny asraf you know that i have seen that was somebody facing some severe depression or uh, in fact uh, they are having a severe mental disorders like schizophrenia or bipolar uh, they are more open to take medicines unlike the cities you know so on the contrary to popular belief that rural people won't be taking medicines you know they actually do prefer medicines over therapy therapy is something very new to them and you know in cities so i think the stigma if we talk about is their way of getting it treated is different the stigma is more about if somebody is schizophrenic uh, they will be made fun of in the villages and you know they definitely they won't be uh, discarded in the family but they would still be looked at as useless people somebody from depression would be called as weak minded you know or uh, uh that kind of stigma so it is i think in villages uh because you are you you have like there is no separate public and private life kind like cities you know everything is out in the open so people get mocked a lot people who have mental disorder get mocked a lot and due to magical religious uh, things they also get uh, sometimes physically abused uh, you know because this babas will hit them uh put hot iron rods mark them you know kind of those things so there's a lot of i think that stigma is yeah. around all that right and is it worse for uh, traditionally sort of uh, uh, you know less advantaged groups like say women or lower caste is it worse for them is it worse for them so yeah basically where i work so i work on indo nepal border uh, and the district is west champaran so i work around the villages which are around valmiki tiger reserve a jungle so the population the people that i treat are mostly from sc and st background mostly tribal area so uh, you know uh, i would say that uh, as compared to i wouldn't compare like you know uh, about the caste maybe but if you compare male and women you see depression and anxiety more in women so 60% of our patients are women and they are like often ignored in the household because uh, you know they are so busy taking care of everybody their health is mostly ignored they are not the people who are earning members uh, of the family they mostly take care of home and children etc even though they do work really hard in agricultural fields uh, but that is not seen as main income of the family so that's why they are they are not looked after and they are their like physical health is only not important so forget about their mental health nobody cares if they are crying whole day kind of you know so i would say yes women do suffer and for them the health seeking behavior is little less yeah and did the covid 19 lockdown affect uh, patients worse in rural areas or do you think uh, it really there were that wasn't a factor like i i would say that it affected a lot in fact because i was seeing everything first hand after the lockdown uh, first of all if you see like other than us like we are working in mental health now from last year but before that uh, there was no psychiatrist for like around 200 kilometers so people 
for these illnesses if they want to get treated they have to travel that much and you can imagine in lockdown people who were already taking the treatment could not go for the treatment because everything was shut and uh, people who were even outside they, they had not come back so people who were here were like out of the money like they were running out of the money running out of food and everything so the basic needs only were not getting fulfilled forget about so and again there was a medicine shortage in this district so you know and people could not come to uh, taluka or block level places to get medicine because they were not allowed to go out of home and uh, obviously uh, the police was also stressed because they had such a workload they were not uh, spending time in actually thinking whose case was genuine who was genuinely going to take out medicine who was just roaming around you know i mean that's a lot to expect so you know uh, people suffered a lot and uh, i would say uh, because of the lockdown the economy rural economy was impacted much more than anybody can think of the small businesses took really a big hit you know uh, and i i myself had gone to a village and i was buying uh sabzi vegetables at 2 rupees per kg because their their vegetables were not going out to big cities to get sold so they were not getting getting pennies in exchange for their whole hard work so when the economy went down their daily earnings went down they had no money to get treated for the physical or mental illnesses because of that suffering increased the anxiety increased because of covid and after because of economic impact i believe like people were going through depression and other medically unexplained symptoms kind of thing you know all the illnesses were coming to the surface in rural areas hmm. so that's an interesting link actually and still i wanted to actually uh, give some statistics to our readers before uh, to our listeners rather before i Uh, ask you the next question according to the 2015-16 national mental health survey the number of psychiatrists in the country varied from 0.05 for every 100000 persons that was in madhya pradesh to 1.2 per 100000 persons in kerala now the who's requirement is of at least one psychiatrist per 100000 persons so what kind of access to rural patients have to such doctors i believe they are they have no access i wouldn't call it access even if it is there like why i'm saying this is you can't call it a access when a psychiatrist is available 150 or 200 kilometers away from us that that can't be called as access that is inconvenience isn't it so it would be a joke to call it access so i would say that uh, you know this percentage also is very <coughs> not convincing because i have seen in two large districts west champaran and east champaran there is no psychiatric help available and the general doctors here do not have knowledge of how to treat mental illnesses you know that that's where i think like for every mental illness you do not need a psychiatrist right some some medical uh, some mental illnesses can be even treated by mbbs doctor available but mbbs doctors are not trained to handle mental health cases at a primary level i think there there is where the gap is you know we are looking at it from a different perspective we are thinking we need more psychiatrists i believe we need more doctors with insight to how to treat mental illnesses so they 
instead of increasing the number of psychiatrists or number of people we need every person every girl in the village to know about what are mental health disorders that can be commonly seen and which which of them can can be treated with medicines or can be treated with therapy and first of all to know it is okay to have mental health so i believe the percentage cannot be just increased with doctors overall mental health professionals should be increasing yeah i think that that's a good point and which brings me to my next next question now the government has launched several health programs and several governments have launched several health programs over the decades but uh, still do these health programs cover mental health issues so ashraf there is one program that i know of which is called district mental health program and i like at least where the area i work in i try to enquire about it but they get very very less funds mental health is not a priority uh, for the government and they get very less funds in that program and i am not aware of how those funds uh, get spent but i do not see any mental health programs running in this particular district uh, by government and in fact we had approached for collaboration and i hope that happens some day that would be the dream you know uh that would be the end game of uh, this whole mental health problem if the infrastructure of the government uh can be used uh to treat mentally ill patients then it would be great but somehow that is not happening right now yeah yeah so which actually uh, brings me to my next question again we are hearing now of community based approaches to mental disorders and that's presumably to make up for this gap so could you elaborate for listeners what exactly are such community based approaches uh so yeah this this is a very good area like when we lack the infrastructure and we work in low resource setting uh we need community based approaches to almost all the illnesses that we treat and mental illnesses are the most importantly need to be treated in community for two reasons first of all that people are not aware that they have mental disorder secondly uh when they are aware uh, some mental illnesses have long treatment so you know people might drop out of all of so it is good to go to them rather than asking them to come to you so community approaches are nice so if we see community based approaches so i have visited couple of places so people are doing everything in bits and uh, bits and pieces like there's one uh, foundation in uh, chennai which works only for schizophrenic patients so there's one foundation in mumbai uh, outskirts of mumbai they work for homeless mentally ill patients so that is a i think the couple the doctor male doctor is a psychiatrist in that couple uh, then there is one program in assam where they go uh, they find uh people around uh, their hospital who are mentally ill and they, they treat them from free once a month there are some psychiatrists who are doing online consultations free for such community patients so there are lots of programs the one model uh, that we thought was right for this particular district was we do door to door service and then uh, there was one tool that our professor had designed uh because we took a course from cmc velo and that tool we used to survey and find mentally ill patients and then we treat them for free so these are few community based approaches so uh people who are even severely uh, the fun part in this is that we think that people who are schizophrenic or have severe mental disorder are often violent and they should be put in a district hospital mental hospital and they should be caged kind of but that is a very old age approach 
now if you treat a patient at their home and you make their families co-therapists and supporters you are cut, not only cutting down the whole infrastructure cost but you pro- but you are providing a very comfortable environment for the patient to get better and that is so important when you are treating mental illness yeah, absolutely important uh, that's where ngos can play a role isn't it absolutely as i said earlier i believe that government has fantastic infrastructure of health workers they have so many primary health care centers they have so many doctors in the primary health care centers i think that infrastructure like i believe that government's infrastructure and ngos intentions good intentions of uh, making people mentally healthy if they get together and there is a public private uh, partnership and if such programs can be implemented it would be a dream of mine coming true uh, you know so that is so important i believe that ngos can play a very big role in mental health yeah what about technology can technology help bring mental health closer to villages and if yes how so i was basically an it engineer so i always think technology can make things easier and better for you you know so i believe that uh, that's why when we started doing this community mental health program where we trained girls uh, girls from this tribal villages to do this survey find patients and then we feed them so in that we we dev- also developed a mobile app who can keep the track of things you know so we know how a patient is doing because right now we are handling five villages and we have around 100 patients to take care of but now we are uh, doing 25 villages so we are adding 25 more villages so we are almost catering to 70000 population now we have so many patients imagine uh, our my co-founder of hill station is doctor and he is equipped to handle mental health issues he wouldn't be able to see 700 patients and take care of them he would be doing that for whole month and still it won't be enough isn't it so if there is a video calling facility and people are connected with technology if there are chatbots who can help you to detect depression and suicidal thoughts and uh, people who uh, like through technology awareness can be spread because nowadays there is network in rural areas people are using smartphones and you know they are using more digital ways of doing things so i think uh, technology can play a big big role uh, in all of this yeah that's very interesting actually uh, but uh, snehal tell us about heal station now how did the idea strike you how was it set up what was its story okay so uh, basically uh, what happened was i was working in it and i met dr gorav through some common friends and he had this amazing idea of providing like he used to call it reaching to the unreached so you know so we thought of starting a facility of a hospital actually uh, so we started heal station uh, and we started a very 30 bed small hospital in this area uh, which is surrounded by around 200 villages so we cater to population of almost 2 lakh and uh, then it started but we started going more in communities to help people like uh, there, there was a flood affected area so we started going there going there and we were getting uh, people with depression and we were getting people with severe mental disorders and uh, gorav or anybody around in our hospital no, none of the doctors knew like how to treat mental illness uh so we took a course at cmc vello which teaches like they taught me how to do the therapy part and how to identify the mental illnesses and they taught uh, the doctor 
part of how to treat the mental illness and how to diagnose the mental illnesses we took that course and we still saw that people were not coming to the opd even if the word was spread people were not coming to the opd so we thought if they are not coming to us there's something wrong so maybe probably we should go to them so we started with a small village of like 150 houses and there was a tool that our cmc well professor uh, yohan had made so we used that tool we screened that village and we found patients and we started treating them for free because they were not going to believe some two people going there you know and just treating for free nobody would believe us so yeah especially we, people from outside of that area yes so you know we started uh, with small so we started treating them and then we got this local support and people really believed us after we like they saw our work and people started getting better so then we expanded it to more villages and now we have 100 patients so this is but uh, what happened was uh, we were running a startup that was hospital that is our bread and butter but when we started doing mental health work and we saw the tremendous need uh, then our friends started telling us you know we want to help and how do you want us to help and we were morally uh, not okay with the position that we should take uh, uh, we should take donations for our startup you know because startup is something sustainable we wanted to make it our, on our own you know startup is something which should make profit on its own so we did not morally find it right even if it is legally right so we thought of creating this non profit so we created a separate non profit where people could donate and uh, that's how the hill station uh, journey started and now we do have a hospital of 30 bed that we run and it is a sustainable business it was also uh, uh, finalist in Na- national startup india awards 2020 which i am very proud of that startup absolutely and should be <laughs> yeah Right. and this uh, co- like mental uh, mental health work that we do community mental health under our non profit yeah yeah so uh, also tell us a little bit about the various programs that you have implemented the tools that you use but most importantly also tell us about the impact of these programs mm-hmm. okay so uh, under the uh, non profit work that we do the biggest program i mean we do little bit interventions like we help Uh, people who are poor with ration and we do anemia programs etc but two major programs we do uh, is uh, school mental health and community mental health so i'll talk a little bit about school mental health so we wanted to do this experiment in this smaller village but we did not have entry into that village nobody knew us in that village so we approached the school and we told them that we want to teach kids about mental health and that's how the school mental health program came into So we designed a two-hour program where we played some game and taught kids about mental health, like kids in seventh, eighth, ninth standard, and that's how we got entry into that village. So that that two-hour program we do in uh, schools. So we have done it in five to six tribal schools, but due to COVID, we had to stop. Uh, we will restart it again now. The schools are open. That is one program that we do. second program is community mental health so currently uh, we are taking care of five villages where we have completed the surveys we have mental health workers there who do follow up with patients and ha- almost 100 people are under treatment some people are only on therapy some people are on medicines and therapy some people are only on medicines. so uh, that's how uh, the impact is we have screened 1100 homes and 5500 22 uh, people 
and we got 136 probable patients out of it out of which 100 we are treating almost 100 we are treating and currently i have a team of 30 mental health workers who are currently serving in three gram panchayat we completed survey about 2500 homes in less than 10 days we are doing an amazing job right now and we have currently 250 probable patients in our hand which we'll see next week so that's the impact so we think that you know when girls were going through training they were like a man Uh, there are no mental illnesses anywhere what you are telling people do not go through and now after the survey they are so overwhelmed that they find so many you know so i believe that's the impact that we are creating absolutely and tell us your favorite story snehal from the work that you have done okay favorite there are so many stories that i believe have been so important in our journey to learn so much from them i'm sure yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is one particular story that always Um, makes me proud of my team. So uh, there was this one girl, and we'll call her RP. I don't want to reveal her name. So let's call her RP, and she's from this tribal village. She's from Musahar caste, and uh, she was getting these. Uh, so it was a little complicated. Like in the village, there was a death of a lady, and uh, it was believed that her family had killed her or something. now this was a you know news going on in the village village and this girl arti uh, had hallucinations that means she was seeing people who were not there she couldn't make a difference between reality and imagination right that's what schizophrenia is so she had this symptom she's very young like she's 15 16 years old and then she started seeing that lady who was lady who was dead and that lady was telling her to go to that lady's home and take revenge so this girl used to get up go to their house and beat people there and those people filed a police complaint that she is doing this and nobody took it as a people thought that there is some demon there is some black magic and the girl was sent to a magical religious leader and he asked her to keep her overnight and this i got to know in the evening uh through my health workers and when i got to know that the evening i was so disturbed that they were going to keep her there overnight because i was scared of if she would be physically abused or sexually abused or you never know what can happen right and she was left there alone with no family and that disturbed me and it was very late to go to that area but we still went and we could not like we did not know where the magical religious leader and healing place was so we went to their home and we literally begged them to bring her back we said we do not know just bring her back whatever you want to get it done get it done in a day during day time bring her back in the evening and you be there at least one of you go there and stay with her just don't keep her alone there is what we are requesting we are not asking her to bring you bring her back immediately because they won't you know if we resi- like if we do not roll with their resistance then they would have wouldn't have listened to us so we had to take a proper strategic approach and tell them that okay if you are doing i know that you want her to get better so you are doing this but we are just saying that somebody accompany her somebody should see her all the time you know she shouldn't be left alone uh, what if she 
excuse herself something we had to you know convince them and they did somebody went uh, one of her like cousins or somebody went and they stayed there and they brought her back in the morning uh, we again went back in the morning and we treated her uh, they gave this nice breakfast of dahi and chuda and chini there and we had that breakfast we explained them what what the symptoms are and we told them you know we have only one condition she should not be physically abused any in any way and she should not be if she is taken to a healer you somebody should accompany her those are the two conditions and we are giving her medicine your responsibility is just to give her medicine and after these medicines take a little time to act so after certain days the kajal was nowhere in the picture the lady who was killed she was not coming to meet arti anymore so arti's hallucination had gone down and then finally they believed that the medicines were the working so they stopped going to this healer and they started believing and they brought us two more patients to get treated so i think that was something that i will always cherish because uh, th- there was a change in the thought and belief and there was some trust bond that was created between uh, a family and us so you know i i yeah, that that was something really special yeah yeah so snehal often listeners contact us and say you know how can we help your guest in their cause so how can listeners help you how can they help heal station uh, we are a very small organization when i say small organization i say that we are small but we have big dreams we want to treat everybody and reach every unreached mentally ill person that we can uh, so lot of our uh, this community mental health project do not get any corporate funding or any government funding this program is run on crowd funding only and people can donate us they can adopt patients to treat a patient uh, it takes only rupees 300 per month and we ask people to give us only 300 per month every month so that the patient is taken care of every month at least for 2 years that's how the treatment goes uh, and uh, for other people to get villages screened for mental health the expenses is rupees 1 per person so we deliberately keep the costs very very low so that we can reach more and more people so uh, we do have uh, other sources like uh, by god's grace we have food in our plate and a uh, uh, home to live so we do not earn anything out of it so we whatever donations we get that everything goes to patients directly without any administration cost uh, so that that's the reason so people can help us uh, they can directly transfer to neft or upi or google pay through the hill station foundation account and adopt patients or adopt villages for screening sure but how do they get, get and know the details of these accounts do they go to your website yes the website is hillstationfoundation.org so they can uh, go to this account uh, go to the website and get the details and our upi id is very simple hillstation@kotak so i think that's it and the hill station is spelled as h e a l s t a t i o n right so that's hillstationfoundation.org that's h e a l s t a t i o n f o u n d a t i o n.org correct right and obviously everybody can uh, follow us on instagram 
uh, our handle is hill station uh, hill station and even on facebook we have page hill station foundation you'll get to know a lot of stories uh, from uh, rural mental health program sure uh, snehal i believe this country is full of heroes usually unsung but they find their fulfillment in the impact that may, that they make in my view you and your team are among them so thank you for your work and thank you for being on the show thank you for this opportunity to um, to make us talk about our work and uh, making it reach to more people thank you so much well, you're very welcome we should be thanking you thank you all for listening please visit allindiansmatter.in that's a double l i n d i a n s m a w t e r . i n for more columns and audio podcasts you can follow me on twitter at ashraf engineer that's a s h r a f e n g i n w e r and all indians count that's a double l i n d i a n s c o u n t search for the all indians matter page on facebook on instagram the handle is all indians matter email me at editor at allindiansmatter.in catch you again soon <laughs>